Well, yeah. You all like it now, don't you? Oh, you all think it's great now. Yeah, well, me, I was on that bandwagon three weeks before Slammiversary, so, you know, I know what I'm talking about. All that stuff about Impact being the small federation that couldn't really, and after Slammiversary, suddenly people saying, do you know what? I think they might be a real contender. I'm really enjoying it. Well, you know what? They've been doing that for weeks on Impact. The writing's been good. The matches have been good. The roster's been good. Of course those big signings did well for Slammiversary. But the ground had been laid for ages before then. Well, for the three weeks that I was watching it anyway. And so what we expect is Impact their weekly flagship show, to keep that excitement going. And last week I recapped and reviewed, so that it was okay, expected a lot more, was a bit disappointed, but maybe had high expectations. This week I'm going to review the 28th of July impact and I expect this to be something that keep things go- keeps things going, but doesn't raise the heart rate that much. This should be something that pleases and teases, but doesn't jump any sharks. Well, there's spiffy new titles, it looks like, with a bag of nothing rock track as usual, but it looks good. And what could be better than starting with a big bang match? So why don't you give us the title match to begin with? Okay, is that what you're doing with your new champion, Eddie Edwards? A transitional champion, I reckon. Well, let's see what happens between him and Trey. Should be a great match. Two fairly contrasting styles, although Eddie can work to any style, we're told. And it was okay. The match was all right wasn't superb most exciting part of it for me that Joey Matthews on commentary says aggression not aggressiveness thanks Joey that's the way it should be done but it's okay high spot I suppose for me was a tray low cutter bottom rope cutter on Eddie Edwards and of course Eddie Edwards won I'm gonna put the strap on him two weeks ago say he's got an open uh, invitation for people to try and take that strap off him and then have him lose it two weeks later, really? And so you'd expect this to be a superb match. That's the reason why you'd book it. And it was okay. It was nothing fantastic. But I enjoyed it. That enjoyment somewhat pulled when super villain, or super, super Eric Young came out. As I said last week, this is a guy who can't really pull off the super villain, the super heel, when he's been comical super Eric. And he did the usual stuff, came out, stood there, looked intense. Eddie Edwards said, get in the ring. He said, no, 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 my time, my time. How many more times will we see this? Eric's got to do something else. They've got to write something else for him. Otherwise, he really will become very boring very quickly. 
And talking of very boring very quickly, next up is Wrestle House. And yes, it's my worst fear. A wrestling reality show. Like the Big Brother house, you allow wrestlers to talk, you give them scripted lines, and you know what's going to happen. Most interesting bit at the beginning of this is Tommy Dreamer as a smarmy host. He plays that extremely well. And the writing isn't too bad. It isn't so bad. You can cut it a, a little slack, apart from the Johnny Bravo love triangle stuff, which really doesn't work for me at all, particularly. There are lots of insider references here. Everyone's searching for their room, and we do get a match. There's a ring laid up outside. There's a ring set up outside. An ace and crazy Steve battle for the right to have a bedroom in a wrestling ring outside. Um, it's a comedy match. Ace wins. It's poor. Back to the real stuff. It's a machine guns promo. The Motor City machine guns. Okay, they're back. They won the titles last week. Not keen on that, but they're back. And they do the usual thing. We want to be the best tag team. We want to be remembered. We've only just come back. We had sort of forgotten you. But it's a nice video promo. Nicely done. And it's followed by a really nice promo from the North. Who were deposed as tag team champions last week. And shockingly, Ethan Page can't say anything. Too upset. So it's left to the walking weapon to tell us that this isn't over. They aren't the best tag team in the world just to lose it to some returning team. It's great news. I don't want this feud to be over. And I could watch this feud for months and months and months. Can't wait to see where this goes. And there'll be lots who can't wait to see where the EC3 thing goes. The grab the nuts or the narrative or whatever. All of that stuff he's doing. He's nice and intense on that. That's great. But the thing is, at the moment, what he's telling us is, is that history is written by the winners. But what if those winners are pathological liars? He refers to not grabbing the brass ring. He refers to not being on TV very much. And when you start to argue that, when you start to talk about your lack of TV time, it looks like you're bitter. He then tells us that I've got to get rid of all that history, which is a shame because it includes lots of TNA history, doesn't it? And that's what Impact fans want to see him for. And he's got to do something else. He's got to grab that narrative. Let's see where this goes, but at the moment it's looking like a V for Vendetta whiny conspiracy theory thing. Hope not, but it looks like it. And guess what? We've got another promo. Moose, 
who I find incredibly good on the mic, and I'm loving his shtick with the uh, the TNA title, which of course he didn't win, he took. I'm loving all that, but really I'm not so keen on Slater, as they call him, another WWE refugee. I'm not massively keen on his I can't get a job here shtick. We've seen it so many times. Here he is with a TNA contract saying, I've got a contract here. Very quickly, Moose, who's told us last week that he's been to the, uh, the TNA booking committee, very quickly says, there is no TNA. So that's lost very quickly. That's played out within a week. And that could have had weeks and weeks of work with it. So very quickly that's glossed over, that's forgotten. And he gives Slater a match next week. Walks off in a half, replaced very quickly by Scott Demore. They must all be hanging about in a line here. Who says, yeah, I like your cojones. I like, I like what you're doing. Makes an insider joke about Paul Heyman. Lots of insider jokes here. Lots of smart jokes here on this episode and says okay like the stuff you did with the TNA contract I see it see what you're doing like your hustle like your moxie if you win next week and win the TNA title of course we might consider putting you on the roster and Slater is as pleased as punch I'm sick of this already let's get to the end of this and get him wrestling. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, it's a wrestling match. A virtuoso versus Kimberly. Yeah, was okay. Kimberly got a lot of offense in, a lot of submission attempts, very, very nice. Full Nelson type, a leg lock, nicely done. Did make uh, Perazzo look a little weak. She eventually won, of course. They're not going to build her up to knock her down in that way. And afterwards, uh, Jordan Grace came out with her arm in a sling. Terrible. In a lot of pain, obviously, from the attack. Slammiversary. But no! No, she was just playing possum. She took off. Arm sling and beat the virtuosa down. So the virtuosa looks weak. She's been built up to look incredibly strong. If they're going somewhere with a kind of cowardly heel, that this will work. If they're not, they've just destroyed weeks and weeks of booking. Diana Perazzo. Let's see where this goes. It hangs on a bit of a knife edge, to be honest. Oh God, it's Wrestle House again. Dina versus Dina to find out who snores. Yeah, in 2020. Let's move on. Oh no, it's the Forbes section. 
out she comes with RVD. She promised she'd show some pictures last week. She has a bit of a chat with Sammy Callahan earlier, who she accuses of coming on to her, which is not ideal during the speaking out situation. But when she shows her pictures from her website on the video screen, Sammy Callahan has photoshopped his face on each of those pictures, which looks odd anyway, but is not as good as Sammy Callahan talking over the music and saying, I'm a pretty, pretty girl. It's really weird, but also very funny. Of course, she has a tantrum, and RVD tries to look like he could be bothered at all, which he doesn't manage. He just couldn't give a damn about it. And you know what? Neither could I. We really could do with another wrestling match now. We've had two and two comedy matches. We really could do with something that's brought you to the dance. That thing called wrestling. But if we have to have a promo or a skit or an angle, thank goodness it's a rascals one. No tray this week, but what we do have is Suicide, who gets along very well with the gents. Um, lots of smoke pervading the air. Sold Suicide very well. It's still a very funny skit. I, or Angle, I don't really get bored with this. Really works for me. And I could see some more of that. But we do need a bit of in-ring action. So, it's the main event. It's Reno Scum versus the Good Brothers. Why are Reno Scum fighting the Good Brothers? Well, they had an altercation last week because, well, you know, they haven't got anything else to do, have they? Shame that a team like Reno Scum, as good as Reno Scum, are second string tag teams here. And it was an okay match. Okay, solid. Two ground-based teams, really. Nice quick tags in and out. Nothing to write home about. Really did need the addition of Ace Austin. Who you know I think is marvellous when I'm not getting him mixed up with Austin Aries. He's best heel in the in, in the in the company. Maybe with the exception of Nick Aldis in the business at the moment. He sat and watched the match. Reno Scum lost, of course. And he uh, he injected himself into the action. Fought a little, then left the rest of it to Madman Fulton, of course, who did his rising from the deep thing again. And they wrestled to the back, and they wrestled right to the back of the facility, and we followed them, and then they wrestled out to the car park, the same car park that they attacked each other in last week. And they had a bit of a wrestle and a bit of a fight in there, and suddenly, it's over. No winding up, no goodbye, over. This was exactly as I thought it would be and it should be. Something to raise the heart rate a little, not too much. Nothing given away. Some okay matches, but not enough in-ring action. Far too many skits. They are having far too much fun, which ironically is what I love about Impact, but don't have that much fun. Because if you try and have that much fun, then it won't be fun for us. And you'll become the WWE. And nobody wants that at the moment. 
but not bad can do better will do better this week's rambling rating 4 out of 5 ta-ta Thank you.